Welcome into the Duggan Podcast. We're back again with another week. Uh, this is our fourth fall show, and we're glad to bring in the panel. As usual, we have Itchy Witchy Shelby at Willie Icy Frozen at Iron Knight 23, our usual panel. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. You can catch our replays on Spotify. Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, and we can also watch the VODs on Twitch and on YouTube. So check us out, follow us, click the bell to get notifications. Let's go ahead and uh, get started. First things first, we're going to lead off with a little standings from our Pick'em. If you haven't joined the Pick'em, it's on ESPN, uh, Dug In Podcast. You can join in and be part of the uh, be part of the league and you can see will dropped off will <laughs> explain yourself my foot is still stuck well you had a big drop off in our league but uh yeah uh, you can see Ben's in the lead right now, and he's in the 99th percentile. That's big time right there. That's big time. So uh, feel free to join the league. Feel free to uh, follow us on all of those uh, socials. Let's go ahead and get started in the show. Um, so first off, WB is doing the Constantine sequel, and I think nobody cares about that. Uh, yay or nay on that one. Boo. Applause. Don't care. Next. Next. All right. The Woman King. <laughs> the Woman King. Uh, I went to go see it this weekend. It was dope. You guys need to go see it. It's pretty long. It's like two hours, two plus, but it's great, great directing, great scenes, great acting. John Boyega and his Nigerian voice is in that. He's uh, clearly one of the leaders of the movie, but Viola Davis and, um, I forgot the girl from uh, the girl from 007. Forgot her name. Uh, Lashana Lynch. She does a great job in it. Eight and a half. That's my rating on it. It's been good. Um, I think it's going to win an Oscar too. It's just that good. Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if the if you've seen anything in media about it i don't know if it's been hyped up enough i went down here in texas and there was three people in the theater me my friend and somebody else so it's texas (laughs) yeah yeah you're right about that one 
So yeah, I was going to say, I, de- I definitely heard stuff about it in the media. I don't know if that's what we want to get into, though, about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Andor started today. Um, three episodes got released. We didn't get a chance to watch any of those. So um, if you can, check them out. Um, it got good reviews, right, Ben? Yeah, it's looking, it's it's popping off at least on Twitter on on some early response from what I've been seeing. We'll get it next week. I mean, we'll have four episodes by the time we uh, we record again. There'll be three, and then I think it's releasing on Wednesday. So we'll we'll review it next week. Yeah, at least two of us will. <laughs> yeah, the only two Star Wars fans in this panel. We'll probably do a separate stream, you know, for the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask you what Andor was, but now that I know, yeah. <laughs> we should have yeah. told them. We should have just told them to watch it. And hope yeah, we should have no, just told them to start. I, I, I figured it out. I got on Disney Plus, and then I saw it. And I was like, "Oh, it's a Star Wars thing." And oh then I no! Click it's, that. It is, a, it is a Star Wars. They were saying Andor started today. It's three episodes. You're gonna watch it. I'm just thinking to myself, "What is Andor?" <laughs> <laughs> and now that the bomb has been dropped on me. Count me out. Yep, yep. That's usually how it goes. But something you should watch, Abbott season two starts tonight. Um Ben, you finally finished the first season. It's been it's great. I, I finished it in two days. It's amazing. Nine out of ten. Uh, there's there's a couple parts that I don't jive with. Uh, yeah. I, the relationship stuff's whack. They like feel like they had to add that in. But yeah. Otherwise, the humor's on point all the time. It's pretty insightful for I'm a teacher, like 98% of it's like accurate. It's hilarious. Every character's great. I'm ready for season two. I'm excited. Yep. And I also just found out today, I did not realize like the lead. I didn't realize she created the show. She wrote the show. She pro- is producing the show. She's like all legit. in. And and the- she's hilarious in it too. So like, it's not like she just wrote it and put herself in it. She's legit funny as an yeah. actress by the by. Like, that's what kind of surprised me. So great. Yeah. Show. She used to write for Jimmy Kimmel. Um mm-hmm. and a bunch of other shows, but she yeah, finally got her break. Speaking of Jimmy Kimmel, she got her Emmy, and Jimmy Kimmel did a joke and kind of ate up her time on stage. So she went back on the Ki- Jimmy Kimmel show, and she got to finish her speech all the way through. It was awesome. They have a good relationship. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, sweet, sweet justice. <laughs> and then um, uh. More people are probably watching the Jimmy Kimmel show anyway. It was the lowest rated Emmys that there ever was. Wow. That's surprising. Yeah, just throwing Not. that tidbit out there. Unfortunately, <laughs> people apparently are over award shows. Well, during COVID, it was a big thing. We had time to sit and watch. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> was, the, sec- was it on the Game of Thrones Sunday, too? Excuse me, House of Dragons Sunday? Yeah, it was during football at some time. I remember. It it was like a bad slot. We can pull up yeah. the TV ratings and look, take a look at that later on. Uh, I can't imagine they're good. The sexual abuse lawsuit uh, against Tiffany Haddish got dropped. Um, don't know if that was a settlement, but that's that sucks all the way around. And hopefully that kid gets some justice. Uh, all the football teams that were. Monday. It was on a Monday during Monday Night Football, yeah. both games. Oh, yeah. No, that's a lot. Yeah. As you can see, we're all repping our jerseys. Uh, all of our teams won this weekend. Jags, Green Bay, Dolphins. It was great. It was a great showing. 
Um, but again, it's just the beginning of the season. We'll see. Tua looks, <laughs> Tua looks okay. Green Bay looks like they rebounded. Trevor finally had a good game. You know, we'll see. We'll Tua see. Tua looks okay. He threw Madden stats at yeah. you. Yeah. He had six touchdowns. He looks okay. Don't okay. let me have this. Okay. We okay. played the Bills wait, wait, this week. Let wait. me have this. All right? Later. Later. Go. We'll get to it later. The floor's going to fall out. Don't <laughs> take it away at the top of the show. All right? Let me Bal- have this. Baltimore's the most injured team in the league. All right. Moving on to uh, the giveaway. We're still giving away two AMC tickets. So be sure to comment on one of our videos to enter. You have to be a follower or a subscriber to enter the contest. That ends at, in October uh, on Halloween. So let's go Ooh. ahead and get started with the big boy himself, uh, Game of Thrones. What in okay. the world? House of Dragon. <laughs> um, I think that this show has been outstanding so far. It's been leaps and bounds way better than other fantasy shows. <clears throat> Rings of Power. And it's kept the pace. It's kept a good story. It's kept uh, the audience, you know, intrigued. The detail is there. The same detail that they had in Game of Thrones is there in this show. Like the little things, the the way scenes are directed, the way people are standing in front of objects. Like uh, we'll go over it later. We're looking at um, a slideshow right now, but it's been outstanding. And I think um, so far it's going to probably be the biggest thing uh, for the next couple of years. What do you guys think? 29 million viewers that by itself is insane and it's well worth it it deserves 29 million viewers the season has been great so far Mm -hmm. Uh, if we want to get into it i had a couple of gripes why was kristen such a simp kristen cole all right so get this if you christian cole yeah sir kristen cole you Fighting all these wars or battles, you're the only one that's fighting from your family. You finally get a chance to become a knight and bring your family some honor. And you throw it away for the princess. The princess acts like she chooses you, but she doesn't actually choose you. She chooses you for that moment. You, so you threw everything away for nothing. That's why he was acting like such a, you know, bitch. But it, ha- it happened so fast. What? Do we know well, was there a time jump? Yeah, there was another time jump, but it's, it was a small time jump. Yeah, it's like we went from last episode to okay, it happened to this episode. Yeah. Run away with me. Yeah, that's, that's the only gripe I have. Yeah, you got to remember. Yeah, the, the, they're doing the time jumps I mean, every episode, but it's subtle. So it's like if if they don't explicitly say, "Oh, it's been two, two years or ten years or whatever," it's gonna be like, oh, uh, they travel to this one place that's really far away on the map. Yeah. So that takes a couple of weeks or some months or something like that. Like the time, even at the beginning of the episode, you saw that Damon went to go kill his wife and then he was at the wedding. To go from the Airy all the way down to King's Landing, it's, that's really long unless he's flying on the that dragon. Like a dragon. But he was incognito, so he wouldn't have been flying on the dragon. And he was incognito. They knew he was there. No. Yeah. They, they assumed. 
They assume he was there. Nobody saw. Yeah, I'm with Will. Told him to go there. I don't know. I'm with Will though. This this felt quick. I I don't think they. I, Adrian's right, but I don't think they gave that to the audience as well as like the first time jump where it was three years and all of a sudden Allison has the baby. So it's like, okay, I have some measuring stick. There was no measuring stick. So by the end of this episode, when uh, he's turning that dude's uh, face into some SpaghettiOs, Joffrey like hung on that scene for forever, man. But like, we just, we didn't see it enough. Like I thought that happened like at the drop of a hat and it just seemed not out of character. It made sense. And like, after we did, we were discussing in our group chat on the side and it, it became clear, but for me, just watching the visuals, I'm like, "What just happened? Like, why? Why is there a fight all of a sudden? It was kind of weird." But, but the rest of the episode was great. I, I'm, I, I know you said pictures. I thought the part with Allison walking in. I'm, I'm assuming that's one of the ones you you grabbed because of just like you Absolutely. said the filming of it, this like just the color because like her green is so important for it too, and that's setting up future stuff too. Like, I thought that storytelling was great because I, I I put it at like. I, I know you're going to have your rating here, so I'll drop mine real quick. I had it 7 to 10 at first, and I thought about it again. It, it was an 8 out of 10 for me. It's really holding my interest. It's way better than how Game of Thrones the last few seasons ended. This is like prime Game of Thrones, and we're in season one with a bunch of new characters, and this show is holding my attention with those characters. Yeah. Unlike, like you said, some other show with a bunch of characters. Yeah, well, go, go ahead and finish your thought, because you were asking questions about Sir Christian Cole, but you had other thoughts to go along with that. Oh, yeah, I'm with Ben. I, I liked the episode. Like I said, it was an 8 out of 10 for me. Like I said, a bunch of the stuff seemed sped up. The Christian thing, that kind of threw me off. Like He went from, you know, honorable night to simp in, what, 120 minutes, whatever the <laughs> long of the show is. But as far as all the politics and stuff, I liked it. Allison, she's kind of getting, you know, being a major player. Her dad kind of put that bug in there, like, hey, like you know what's going to happen, yep. like Rhaenyra's going to kill your children. Yeah. So, you know things are getting moved along. The wedding. What is uh, George R. Martin's problem with anybody named Joffrey and weddings? <laughs> <laughs> that man. Or just weddings in general. Yeah. I mean, all yeah. the weddings were bad. Yeah. Yeah. That man, that man yeah, he he ordered the fish one time at a wedding and got really sick. He's like, you know what? Every book I write, <laughs> people are gonna get it like I did. Someone's <laughs> gonna get murdered at a wedding. And the guy that gave it to him was named Joffrey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Shelby, go ahead and uh, review it and give your rating. Uh, I'm interested to see I your think thoughts. This was probably my favorite episode thus far. I don't think I would give it an eight out of ten. It was really great. It was really well shot very interesting to look at and it, i mean they built up the relationship with rhaenyra and sir christian cole like throughout the past few episodes like when they're in the woods together and you know uh, when he sits down and they have like these conversations and stuff so like they were building that kind of tension it was kind of like quick but uh you know i guess they kind of read it as like when the the other king the valerian uh when his partner or whatever, you know, said that you know, we have like, oh, yeah, Joffrey. Sorry, I forgot his name. Uh, you know, that it was a kill this guy and kill me too. And then we're no longer a threat to them type of thing. So like upholding some sense of honor. Like I wasn't really sure like how to read that if he was trying to do it, if he just had a mental breakdown or if he just 
was trying to protect Rhaenyra for the last time, but the last scene with uh, Alicent stopping him at the very last minute uh, is kind of, is he going to be on her side then? Is he going to be, she going to be feeding him lies and him feeding her information? Or, you know, what's that going to look like moving forward? Because, I mean, I don't want to say anything about the clips that have been out, but... Uh, I mean, it was in the after, if you watch the after the episode part, they had some stuff that just makes you really wonder, where is this going? Yeah. Uh, the after episode is good. Uh, I, on Game of Thrones before season six, I used to skip that part and avoid watching that because I didn't want to get spoiled for what I was thinking or what was coming next. But now they actually explain motivations behind the characters and they give a little bit more detail, but not too much. It's, it's good. Uh, it's worth it if you say after um what's what's your rating shelby can i say seven out of ten seven out of ten and then we had a eight out of ten and then will eight out of ten yep i'm gonna give it a nine and a half out of ten uh so what a lot of people um talk about is like what happened in the episode i like looking at the detail in the episode that's my thing. How's the lighting? How's the background stuff? And the way that they pivot on characters and they show the characters in the background, you have to watch the dinner again from like, you already know what's going to happen. Look at the background characters. Damon's looking at uh, Lena Valerius. They're already eyeing each other because he sat down right across from her. That's good. Good staging. Good directing. Um, Raina is right in front of the Iron Throne. It, it's, you know, it's going to happen. It's foreshadowing what's going to happen. And then on the opposite side, Allison Hightower walks in in her green dress. Beautiful dress. It's green. Everyone knows that that's the same thing that uh, the Tyrells did in the regular Game of Thrones series. So they're going to go to war. So I think those subtle things and like the discussions between the characters, uh, Otto and Allison had that last talk before he left. And there's like this small little flame in the background that's like kind of dying out and then it gets stronger at the end. That's perfect. That's how it's supposed to be done. That's why I'm giving it a nine out of half out of 10 because it, it, they did all the little details right and they haven't messed up on anything. CGI looks great. Writing is great. Acting is great. It's the last show for those girls, unfortunately. Yeah. And I was like, man, this sucks. Hopefully we get some flashbacks or something. But it's been great so far. I think the only thing that was out was um, a little bit of the the banter in the in the dinner. Like at the end, it was kind of like, why did it rush so fast? Why, what happened? Yeah. What flipped his switch so quick? And, you know, he just snapped. That was where he was at. But it, it felt it did feel kind of rushed. So I'm giving they, it a nine and a half. They made it seem like it was a huge brawl between everybody, and then you pull everybody apart, and it's just Kristen beating the dog out of the Joffrey. So, I thought yeah. he was like attacking Damon at first. That's what I was hoping for, but he lives, he lives <laughs> another hate, day. You hate Damon. Um, last you thing, what do, you, what do you guys think is going to happen? I, I know I, I watched a little clip that shows a little bit of the next episode, but I, I it doesn't really s- spell out a lot. But it does enough. What do you think is going to happen um, going forward? I mean, just knowing what I know, I'm pretty sure they're going to start setting up the Dance of Dragons. 
my Aegon is older now. They're pretty much telling him, or putting the bug in his ear, like, hey, we want you to be there. And Reyna just had the baby, so I'm pretty sure that they're going to play up him being there. So they'll probably just put little tidbits here and there. And then I'd say probably next season, or maybe towards the end of this season, because we've got, what, five episodes left? It's going to be ten episodes, I assume, if they keep it the same structure. Yep, yep, same structure. Yeah, we're probably going to get the beginnings of the war. Stuff like that. Yeah. What if... What if? Alicent... This is just all speculation that I just thought of right now in my head. What if Alicent somehow convinces Sir Christian Cole to stay with Rhaenyra, but not because he loves her or whatever, but because she'll like do something crazy, like murder his family, blah, 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 blah. And then none of the kids that she ever has are Valerian blood, and so then they don't have any lineage to the throne. Um, are you saying that he's going to be a spy for her? And No, I'm saying he's going to keep sleeping with Rhaenyra, and all of her babies are going to be his. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. That, man, that man's going to the wall in the next episode. <laughs> I think I think Allison keeps him around as her sworn sword or something like that. He flips. Yeah. She flips the script. She's going to go. Like I said in the chat, she's going to go. You got to think the long game. What's going to win this war in the long game? And so if That's it's just the thing. Here and she has nobody under her. Then it's like, well, why would she be queen? She has nobody else. Listen, that's, that's why I think like he'll, he'll she'll keep him around. Like I'm with Adrian. Like on, I was kind of just kidding with the wall thing, but like now you just like they had an arrangement. They were cool between her new husband and doing his things and her doing her things. And Chris and Cole messed it up. So what's a reminder that she can't have what she wants anymore? Is Allison keeping him around somewhere that's not by her, but under like him being a pawn for her? Um, I think the rest of this season, though, is definitely the rest of politics, and then we're going to get our, our episode nine batshit insane, whatever we used to get, and then kind of set up the rest of the tone in 10. But we're going to get the battle lines drawn quickly. They jumped again to make them adults so we can get that the Dance of the Dragons. That's what's happening next. What are the teams going to be? What houses going with what? Who's calling who? Maybe a couple skirmishes here and there, and then episode nine's like a big battle or something that kicks this off. I think that's what happens. Yeah. Well, I already went, bro. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Um, well, I, so. I will say this: there's this girl. I keep, she keeps popping up on TikTok in my um, my algorithm. He's read all the books. Oh no! Are you about to? Are you about to? I'm not. I'm not going to say what she said, but just knowing what I know. I'm excited to see how they're going to put it together. Like for this past episode, they just showed um, Sunday. Apparently, um, Tristan doesn't kill Joffrey at the wedding. He ends up killing them like at, at the tournament. The, um, at the tournament. Yeah. Like Damon knocks old girl off the horse, but she doesn't die immediately. She dies like nine days later. Yep. Like stuff like that that happens in the book that doesn't happen in the show. So I've been watching her videos and getting like kind of the fill in for stuff that I don't know about and it's been pretty Yeah. The I thing think, I think with 
what you mentioned though are two really good changes they had like we, we don't need to see her struggling for forever right. like we get it under right. the horse we don't need to see another tournament when we had the giant hunt and the tournament in episode one that gets redundant do it at the wedding cool now like that's fine i'm speeding up that's cut for tv that makes sense like it's just how did he get to that motivation that's again and, and i'm with you on everything you said adrian too but that's why i knocked it down earlier but yeah there's a lot of people complaining that it's not a shot for shot remake of the book and like yo that's cool like that doesn't work that's fine some things need to be changed for the medium i'm cool with it the people that read the book they they read the book for things for stats to get information they didn't read it from it was told by a third point of view like you don't that even that point of view is wrong like he doesn't know what he was talking about i looked into it after shelby dropped the the spoiler a few weeks ago and the show's making a bunch of changes. Yeah. Like, they're going to go because they have, you know, they have George R.R. R. Martin with them. They're going to tell the God truth. Like, this show's going to be filmed. And that's something else. Like, every scene that we've seen, Allison and Ray, they're in front of the Godswood tree. And that's supposed to be the beacon of truth and, you know, all this stuff. But when is that transition to the, 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 Seven pointed star that the you know in Game of Thrones they switched the they created a whole septum or not septum. What is it called? (laughs) 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 It was uh where they all worship and where the high towers got blown up eventually, where their line ended. Because Otto Otto is from Old Town. They you know, Allison at the wedding teamed up and the guy she was talking to said, Old Town is behind you. The Maesters are from Old Town. They're trying to kill the king. You can't convince me. I'm dug in on that. It's a conspiracy to kill the king. And I want to know what the king has. They keep like they He came out and said it. Leprosy. In a in an interview, leprosy. It's a form of yeah. leprosy. Yeah. I was at her, like, I'm getting or something. <laughs> well he can't heal well, that's the thing and then he rots they, they don't know what medicine is <laughs> well no they, they do him, they but they're holding leeches <laughs> no they don't they gave them leeches man remember they got plan b they got plan b, no yeah remember that one maester came up and said i have this purple herb he can put on and the maester was like no leeches are doing fine yeah, okay, guy. He's, he's dying slowly. All right. That's enough of that. We're moving on to She-Hulk. <sighs> She-Hulk. Um, not my favorite episode, but it had one of my favorite actresses in it. Um, Jamil is great. She's a great, <laughs> she's a great, great, great actress. Um, if you've seen her in a good place, you, you've seen a lot of her. If you see her on Twitter, she's always talking out against modeling and how some of the practices are in that. So it makes it very, very big coincidence that she's playing um, Titania, which is like what she hates in real life the most. So, um, but the episode, I I felt like it was average. Again, bad CGI. They're not going to fix that. They're going to fix that later, probably. Um, It was a okay courtroom scene and story and they got to the end and we had the daredevil reveal which he had a little cue of his music that he's going to use too 
I know Ben's excited for that. I mean, Jesus yeah, Christ. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but overall, I gave it a five out of ten. What do you guys think? Shelby, you go first. <laughs> it's weird to say that I could have like a even more least favorite episode than the ones that I have. Uh yeah, it I don't know. It it happened. It was nice that there was another woman lawyer and they were able to bond and you know, you deserve better than that really hot man on the stand or whatever she said. I just why was Titania in the courtroom and then why did she get kicked okay like none of this makes any damn sense and i'm starting to just get annoyed that it's taking so damn long okay what what is this why is she a bad guy other than trying to steal the name she hulk so when she came through the courtroom in the first episode she was trying to because there's a like news report or something that explained it in the second episode um she was trying to leave that's her view that's what she said she was trying to leave by busting out a wall that's nasty. but then she got in a fight with she hulk that's that's this is it it's not fun it's not it just feels uh, very catty girl fight and i'm like this is yeah yeah. I don't want catty girl fight. I want them to be like beating the crap out of each other or something for this to be bigger than just being like an influencer on Instagram making yep. booty products and stuff. Like I get that it's supposed to be making fun of that and all of that other kind of stuff. And I follow her on all of her eyeway and all of the attacking the Kardashians and stuff. But I'm just like. Yeah. When uh, when does yeah. it add some weight I to the show? I think they're going far enough in like the satire of like how ridiculous it is to like. Like there was a bit of it is like these are all the same products and like stuff like that, but like it just wasn't like enough to like. They could have made it funnier. I don't yeah. know. I don't like it. I'll give it like a three. I think you can also add story to being funny. It's just we like Ben said all this time. We knew what we were gonna get. It is is the same thing as been all season. It's just gonna I, I be. I didn't know it was going to be this. Mm. I was like, this, like the CGI, I accepted. The CGI is bad, whatever. At this point, I accept it. It is what it is. Yeah. But, like, what is going on? We're just getting, it feels like it's a day in the life of a lawyer. That's literally what Ben keeps saying, man. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting a single 37 year old lawyer. Who's dealing with life? There, what does this have to do with anything? There's literally no stakes in this show. Titania showed up in the first episode for what? Yeah. yeah. We finally get her again. It's it's her being an influencer trying to copyright the name She Hulk. And then we get another lawyer that fights it in court. End of the episode, we get a Daredevil tease. Why do we even need Daredevil for this show? What is going to happen? Yeah. What is there? Maybe he's going to rescue this show. <laughs> well, he's but only he in one. Nothing. He's only he going to be in nothing. one. There's nothing for him to rescue because there's nothing going on. There's no pressure. There's no risks. So, Ben, go ahead. I know you're, you're, you're chomping at the bit. 
chomping at the bit. This show is amazing. It's so good. I don't get it. Set your expectations are set so high for no reason. This show is exactly what it's set out to be. No. You're talking about detail and all that stuff. And I okay, I gave it a seven out of ten this week. I thought it was an upgrade over last week. Yeah, I, I'm I'm loving the show. I think the humor's hitting for me. I think it's really funny. I'm telling you, it's exactly what I expected it to be. Low stakes, Ally McBeal ripoff with the She-Hulk instead. Why do you think it's going to be more than that? It doesn't need to be more I, than that. I and get every it. Other time, listen, listen, listen. We're at a point in Disney Plus shows where what? One out of like seven of them have like hit the expectations we've really wanted. Like really? Like maybe, okay, maybe like, let's, let's be a little more generous. 50%. 50% of them have been as good as we really hoped and moved the needle. I was about, where are you getting one out of seven from? Where was I'm that? jumping up. I'm going to, I'll go to 50% that hit the, hit the needle where you wanted to. I'm telling you, most of them have kind of been, we're pretty disappointed overall with the show. And it's because the they said their stakes. Moon Knight was the first show that I said was garbage. Moon Knight was bad. Oh, I think... I think Captain I think America and Falcon. Ended, I think a lot of them have point. ended really poorly. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier missed the mark, but that is more COVID's fault than the show itself. I think it had a lot of positives. I don't think it did what they wanted to do. The World Smashers were absolutely useless, and I don't think the stakes were that high at all. They said they were. We never really saw them in that show. I think Hawkeye ended kind of weird. The show was fun. It was better, and we had a whole episode about LARPing, and we hung around for that one. This show, you you got to reset your expectations on this. I'm telling you, it's not going to move the needle. It's going to be cameo after cameo, and it's just there to be fun and light. That's cool. We need one of these. It's but fine. Nothing, nothing about the next phase is fun and light. That's I don't understand. Where yeah, is everything? Some... We just had a Thor movie that was 95% jokes. What are you talking yeah. about? This yeah, whole Thor, phase is fun. Thor is and funny. Thor is about to ride off in the sunset somewhere and. And live his life. We're done with until, all that. Till he's not. We got, we got Kang coming in. What is this goofball She-Hulk going to do with Kang? Nothing. She's a lawyer. I mean, she is a Hulk that they can use without having to pay Universal is what it is. But She's, yeah, she's going to beat him with logic. We've seen her beat up three henchmen and win a lawsuit. Do hey, we, she killed some demons. Are we they going... Are they setting up and this and and maybe it is to keep the funny part. Wonder Man has been talked about again and again throughout like the the like trades. Like they're gonna do a movie or a show, whatever. Are they setting up West Coast Avengers so they can have a more humorous thing? That's always been kind of the more humorous version of the event. Like, are they trying to do that? We have White Vision that we've seen the now too. Like, they could do that. The Avengers. 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 I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think if they do, that's going to be years down the road. But again, you can have if comedy. Do that, she'll be 43 and then nobody's going to want her to be in a TV show. Her life, self life is like four years. Well, that's for most women. Anywho. Um, <laughs> follow us on the Doug and podcast. Um, we support women of all ages. <laughs> So, yeah, just just imagine, you know, what is going to happen down the road in the phase. But then. 
like what what risks does this show do other than the comedy? Like the comedy has been in the MCU for years, and you could have done it in a way that also did a story about empowering this person that has two personalities, basically. Maybe I'm looking at this thing wrong. Is this is she hope this is going to be a standalone show and she's going to have nothing to do with anything else? But if that's the case, she's, then I can accept it for what it is. She's got to be in something else. All these people are going to be in something else. Yeah, they're they're clearly bringing them back for something. She'll she'll cross back over somewhere, and I guess that maybe that'll be the problem I have with this in the end is we get the traditional Marvel show finish where they just kind of race to the ending for absolutely no reason. But I'm I'm enjoying the ride now. I, I really don't care. Like it, it's week to week, and it's it's fun. It is what it is. I I don't need anything more. Like it's fine. If they if they try and ramp it up, that's when it'll lose me. I don't yeah. that that's that's the part I'm off because it doesn't need to be that. Every single thing that the, the MCU does, when we're getting 15 properties a year, they don't all need to move the needle and put a giant eternal celestial or celestial in the middle of the ocean that we haven't talked about in 10 projects. <laughs> Clearly, when they do move the needle, nobody cares anyway. So what's the point? Yeah. Speaking of moving the needle, rings of power. A little bit of an upgrade on this episode. They finally converge. And they start merging some of these multiple storylines. Um, like, I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because the title of this episode of this podcast episode was Rings of Power Naps. OK, I, I struggle to get through each episode. I struggle. I have IMDb up trying to keep up with who these people are. It's too much. It's it's good themes. I get what's going on. It's just difficult to follow. It's high level. And hey, but like if we're gonna be honest and you go back to like Lord of the Rings, because I just restarted Lord of the Rings and I was like thinking back to like when I first saw these shows and like the second time I saw this show. I there's still stuff in this damn show that I don't understand, and I've seen it at least a dozen times. Yeah, it's, it's just high level. Tolkien, and there's eight hundred thousand characters at all times doing all of these different things on all of these different places. You don't know most of their names because you can't pronounce it. So mm-hmm. it's like his world is just so complex. I think people just need to chill out. This episode is better. I am now on board that the Hobbit things are very annoying. Uh, they're not my favorite. I can get behind the dwarfs that. Or the I didn't know that they were there this week. And yeah, I mean, stuff is still, it's just. I don't know that anybody without having, because like House of Dragon, they have George R. R. Martin. We don't have Tolkien. Die so, from like, boredom. We can't get, we're having to infer from the books that he had or the other stuff that he wrote. And then like the random pages, hundreds and hundreds of pages that they have. And so I think that already puts them at a disadvantage, but I really like the show and I'm having fun. And I think it's quite interesting. I don't know how you're napping. The music is fantastic, but whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like the music's fantastic. The way it looks is okay. It's grown on me and it's it's good. It's, it's got great okay. scenes. No, it's okay. It's, it's it could be better. It, they they did it. They did it 20 years ago that still looks great on film today and they still can't get it right with any advanced CGI. They fucked it up in the Hobbit. Okay. They're doing it again now. It, it's it's they're overproducing it. 
I'm not looking at CGI. The CGI scenes get me out of it. You're right. But the boots on ground, the people, when they're in makeup and they're just acting, great scenes. It's directed well, great scenes. But then, like, can anyone tell me who Farazan is? Nope. Can anyone tell me who... Let me see this list. I can't believe this segment's getting more than two minutes. Antimo. Yeah. Who's Antimo? <laughs> yeah, no, nobody knows. That's a nobody knows. from an 80s, 80s movie. I, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't disagree with you more, Shelby. Like, this, this show is all over the place still. We're finally converging, and Lord of the Rings is not like that at first. It gets like that, and I understand when we get later in the books, but we start from the point of view of a hobbit. His world grows with him. We don't. We meet people through Frodo until the fellowship breaks up at the end. Now we're in a bigger world, but I've been with them for either A, an entire book, or B, two and a half hours. We didn't even get that in episode one. And the the ADHD of this of this show keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> we, we, got, we got more characters this week. How are there more characters? And we have 100% less hobbits. How are there more characters in this world that have I nothing to we add? Get more this week. We got the stupid kids on the fleet that I had to follow around, and they got kicked out of the army. But then they raised their hand at the end. Cool. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Episode. Who cares? Why? So here's the thing. They tried to set that up in a way where the beginning of the episode parallels the end of the episode. You have the group yeah, being it. enticed it and all that it. stuff. It, it just wasn't, it didn't come together well. Yeah. You have the group trying to entice the fighting, and then you have the group at the end joining the fight, all based on the Queen's words, which can be based on lies. So I don't know. Anyway, they got to they gotta pump episode, it up. They got to pump it real up. Real quick. Yeah, but here's the problem. This episode is probably the peak of the show because guess what? We had 100% hobbits, 100% less hobbits this week. Guess what we get next week? 200% more. So it's going right back down. I don't care about the Hartfords. Sorry, the Hobbit. No, yeah, you got to get a lot of them because we, we spent a whole episode away from them. God. All right. It's, well, it's um, DC. Next. DC. <laughs> DC. 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 Move on. <laughs> Look, I, I really appreciate that we can spend some time on the fantasy shows because it is different. It's not what everyone watches on a daily basis. I mean, everyone watches sports or something, reality shows or something like that. Survivor and uh, Amazing Race started tonight, by the way. Tune in, CBS. Um, but... <laughs> CBS All Access, bro. <laughs> I'm in on, I'll, I'll start watching, but until then. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's hard to have these shows on during prime time of NFL season. And Sunday Night Football is still reign supreme. And if you're going Game of Thrones and you're getting 29 mil, okay, you did your job. If you're Amazon and you're releasing on Fridays and trying to get ahead of the curve, that tells me a lot about your show. We're so, not going to know the numbers either. They're not going to release the numbers like HBO does. It was the same day that they released The Boys. Yeah, but The Boys is good. Yeah, and the boys okay, was off but it's season. Still released on the same day, so maybe the day of the week doesn't have anything to do with it. It's probably the quality of the show. I agree. <laughs> then it's the quality of the show for the boys. Why not have that primetime Sunday? I mean, because they're a streamer, they don't care when you air it, watch it. They just want you to watch it. I mean, so then if... you can't use that argument to compare the day that that's released to House of Dragon. 
you can't you no, can't I, I, realistically I you. I the show's just bad. you can't realistically release something like the boys or invincible going head on with um football football everyone can watch or have in the background you can't turn on the boys and invincible <laughs> and have your kids walk in the living room that shit you is you can't turn like, on house of dragon traumatic. and have it in the background but house of dragon is it what 10 nine, yeah nine, 9 eastern you can't you can't no. do it no. can't do it <laughs> look game of thrones has already set the tone it started like you know, small ratings, and then it's grown a crowd. So you can launch that prime time. If you're starting out, choose another day. Your your quality is not going to go against the NFL or NCAA. So, anywho, let's get to the NFL. I'll let you talk, Ben. Go ahead. Two is the best. Two of this. Two of that. Y'all came from behind. Two wins. Two and oh. Two and Y'all came from behind. You were down 21 man. points, but y'all are, y'all, are, y'all, are, y'all reign supreme. Hey, you know what? It's not how you start. It's how you finish. I don't care how beat up they were. <laughs> we whooped that ass. That's all that matters. Let's go. Hang on. Let me pull up that stat line because it was pretty what insane. Whoop that, that ass is a strong expression. What that <laughs> or 35 in the second half. I think that's pretty accurate. Defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Yeah, I don't uh, know what happened there. They they could not figure out Lamar, man. All right, so yeah, so your stat line. Get out of here. They say there's no stats. His, uh, his his final his final line. Yeah, but I'll I'll pull it up on the. He had four four sixty two, six touchdowns, two picks, and I think both picks came in the first half. Or maybe he threw one in the third quarter or something like that. He has seven touchdowns on the year. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. Yep. Well, I didn't think Jalen Waddle and Tariq Hill running butt naked around NFL stadiums nationwide. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that I defense. Can, can yeah, they were. They were just there was that one blown coverage where he thought that safety was up top at Tyreek's twenty five yards downfield. By himself, the man is catching punts. Yeah, <laughs> like it's disgusting. Yeah. The the only problem yeah. with Miami is going to be their rushing game. How can they do while in a competitive game? They can't air it out like they did against Baltimore. And like I said at the beginning, Baltimore has a very broken defense. Their people are hurt. Yep, and they got the injury bug again. So they had two two cornerbacks were out, um, and I think Marlon. Uh, was playing hurt too. Yeah. Um he didn't even Marlon finish Humphrey. the game. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't healthy. But yeah, I don't I the problem with the run stats on this too. And I mean they did okay. They averaged almost 5 yards a carry, but they were just so far behind that it you could just chalk that up to nothing. Um, you know, I I think the run game will be there at some point, but two had to throw 50 times in this game. I'm hoping he's not throwing 50 times a lot, but he might this week. We're playing Buffalo. Like this is the real yeah. test. Like this is, this is going to be a, your aired out. Test. This could have been, this could have been the breakout game for Tua. And I think him losing the Buffalo, or if, if it's his fault, whatever, isn't really the, let's get back off this bandwagon with him. But a win goes a long way. That's a huge division win against like, I think that was almost all of our, at least AFC champion. 
if not Super Bowl pick outright in, in this on this pod. So that's a big win. If yeah. if we can do it. Yeah, I think uh Lamar Jackson gets overshadowed in this matchup because he threw for three touchdowns, ran for 119 yards in the touchdown. He went completely crazy. He said, Give me the bag. Give, Give me the Lamar bag. Jackson, $300 million guaranteed. Shake his hand and then get ready for next Sunday. He can get a couple of those mills from Brett Favre. Speaking of the but Packers. On the other, real quick, though, real quick, though, on that, too, because on the other side of that coin, two has to play for his fifth year option now, too, because there was, yeah. there was a point where maybe we're like, yo, let's let's not. Uh, but yeah, two or one uh, AFC offensive player of the week. I think if if we lost that game, you know, Lamar has another drive, whatever. I think yep. it's easily him. And I think I don't think there's a doubt in my mind. He looked great. Yeah, I, I think that. Um... Lou, uh, Tua and Lamar are playing for the bag right now. For money. And, yep. and they needed a game like this because they're under. With Kyler Murray getting a big contract and he's playing the way that he is right now, like, you got to make your team better as a quarterback. Yep. You can't just sit back there and just th- chuck the ball up. So, I don't know. Moving on to the Packers, they rebounded. They beat the Bears handedly 27 to 10. Uh, Justin Fields only had 11 throwing attempts. Madness. Uh, Shelby, how do you feel? How do you feel now? You feel better? Oh, great. Much better. Last year, last week, you were in the dumps. I was, but not anymore for now <laughs> until we play Tampa. But I'm not going to think about that for now. I'm just going to bask in this lovely feeling of beating the Bears once again because the Bears still suck. So I have a feeling that you know the Packers stink because you picked up Tampa Bay's defense in our league? I didn't realize that until um, literally three hours ago after I did that. And then I looked at you can drop. You can drop playing and realized that uh, the person I'm playing has Green Bay's defense and I have Tampa's. Uh, Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 19 of 25, two TDs. 234 yards average. Those are Trevor Lawrence numbers. And they just looked like they were having a lot of fun. And Cobb got a lot of action, which I always love because I love him. And it was just a lot of fun to see them. Also, are they just not showing the Lambo leaps on TV anymore? Because that's just rude. They don't ever show. If you've noticed on NFL's uh, uh, presentations, they don't show the celebrations anymore. They cut it's away. So they showed the Astro. Anna Jones. Yeah. The T. They showed yeah, the T. They showed that one. But I was like, did we? We didn't stop doing Lambo leaps. And so then when I saw it on Instagram, I was like, oh, they're just not showing anything that makes football fun. Yeah. It's, it's a problem with the broadcasting. And they always, when it's a touchdown pass, they cut away to the quarterback running down the field. Always, yeah. yeah. I'm like, show the guy that scored the touchdown. He's celebrating with fans. He's making it fun. He's celebrating with his team. He's, you know, doing backflips in the end zone. You made the, the rule legal. Why are you cutting away from it? Stop showing me the quarterback that threw it or the quarterback that oh, threw the wow. interception to drive before on the sideline. I, I mean, but on the other side of that, though, we did get the best one this week of Mike Gusecki get doing possibly the worst gritty of all time. <laughs> <Just going laughs> old man, old man the gritty, <laughs> old man gritty. This is a what? This is a what? This is a what? This is a what? 
<laughs> that man could not do it. He did not get it down at all. But but you're right, Shelby. They cut away too quick. And yeah. When Aaron Jones is having a field day like that, put him on put him on the screen. Yeah, so. and the games this weekend were just like good, fun football. Like show them getting to enjoy it and like show all that. Because I mean, like the games that I watched, which was Miami and then the Cardinals and the Falcons, like those are like really good hype games, close games, whatever. And it's just like, I, just show them having a blast. Like that's the whole point of this. Yeah. So they did the Harlem Washington celebration. Yeah. They got well, that. How does that one make it on there? But none of the other ones. And Aaron Rodgers did not have a problem with that one. He was laughing his butt off. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so the only thing I would say about Green Bay, their run defense is sus. And I think uh, it's going to be a problem later on. David Montgomery had 15 carries for a buck 22. It, it, he went off. And I don't think he's had a day like that in over a year. So, yeah, no, I mean, our run defense is questionable at best. Our offensive line defense is questionable at best. Aaron Rodgers still got sacked. <sighs> Just. I'll tell you, yeah, okay. I'll tell you, his defense ain't questionable. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jaguars. Well, if we want to talk about some defense, I'll, I'll tell you about some defense. Um, tell us about some defense. The Jaguars won twenty-four to zero. Shut out the Colts. Twenty-four to what? Zero. To you goose know, I, looked around, I looked at the box scores from this past Sunday. Why was why were teams allowing people to score? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Couldn't be your team, right? <laughs> why were teams allowing people to score? Can someone answer that? Does Green Bay not have a defense? Does Miami have a defense? You guys put a lot of people out there, right? We did, yeah. We did? So why did yeah. the other team score? I couldn't tell you. Why, matter of fact, why were you guys losing? <laughs> uh, all I got to say is this. Look. Y'all don't want to see us win. Losing? Y'all don't want to see us win because we're the most obnoxious when we win. You understand? Yeah, I was about to say, it was hey. the Colts. It doesn't happen very often, so you might as well own it when it does, I guess. Hey, I'm not a nice song coming, coming back. <laughs> I've never seen Five Does any, anybody Three celebrate this much for a yearly tradition that just yearly. happens all the time? Yearly yeah. tradition. <laughs> oh, no, no. We're, we're talking about this year. I don't know what happened last year. I got amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> I, played, I played offensive line a long time. Too many hits to the head. My, my <laughs> I remember last week. <laughs> I remember last year. My long-term memory is a little taxes. Yeah, taxes. Indianapolis losing in Jacksonville. <laughs> I, I saw a stat today. I saw a stat today that put in perspective how ridiculous our win streak is against the Colts at home. 
out of all teams that won eight or more divisional games, we have the lowest win differential from the people that we beat. And it's like by miles. Like we are not supposed to be winning those matchups year in, year out. There's something wrong. I don't know what hotel they're staying in. They need to change it. There was one year that there was one year that we played in London and we still beat them. So like well, it's still just, a home game. Yeah, it's still a home game for us, but Maybe they've been like conditioned to fear cats. <laughs> I don't know. They, they, they're going out and partying in Jacksonville is what they're doing. And there ain't nothing to do in Jacksonville. That's what I guess there they're is. Town. It. I don't know, man. But, <laughs> Matt but Ryan. For, but that's what I was going to say with Matt Ryan. Like, did the, the it's early? We we talked about it earlier with us celebrating this week too. Did the Colts shut their window real quick with this mm-hmm. move yep. to Matt Ryan? Because I feel like they did. Justin uh, Jonathan Taylor looks awful. None of their receivers can do anything on offense. They, they literally get. I mean, like I know Will's joking, but zero points. Like you yeah. didn't even get a field goal. Well, and they could have. They could have, but they went for touchdowns. So no, um, I know because they were down. They were down late, but I'm just saying, like, what? What's the plan here? Yeah, they, they had a window. They were a really good team two years ago. They were decent last year, and all of a sudden now they're going for that first round draft pick. They yeah. better draft the quarterback. <laughs> well, Matt Ryan, sixteen of thirty, one ninety-five, three interceptions. The first interception happened on the first drive, like from the get-go. It was bad, and. They tried to blame it on rain. Trevor threw a touchdown in the rain. They tried to blame it on the running game. James Robinson was running on that field like nothing. ETN was running them up. Like, it, they have no excuses. Oh, we're missing Michael Pittman and Darius Leonard. Oh, uh, my bad. Uh, Shaquille Leonard. No, no excuse. Make it I competitive. Don't I don't want to hear any of that. We're the Jaguars. I, when anybody comes to me and tells me who was missing out of the game and oh look at the team you played I don't want to hear any of those <laughs> we are the Jacksonville we are the worst team that has ever graced the NFL apparently <laughs> I don't want to hear none of that don't tell me about who was out of the game don't tell me who had a bad game don't tell me our schedule sucks we are the Jaguars I don't want to hear none of that when we win games none of it we're the Jaguars, hear us roar. Yep. Hear us roar. <laughs> I'll tell you about all that. How about you get out there, score some points, and try to win the game? Yeah, so just to put it in perspective, this is Trevor Lawrence's best completed completion percentage in his career in NFL. Uh, 25 of 30, 235, two touchdowns. Like, and ran the ball a little bit. He had three carries for 11 yards. I mean, he's done well. And he looked quick. And if you go back and look, he looked like he was playing in, you know, super speed, sonic speed versus that Trevor defense. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the AFC South. Okay. This man is on the, on the, on the. Am I wrong? Milk duds and alcohol. Am I wrong? <laughs> Tell me. No, I mean, no, no I mean, fair, I got to see. Who do you have over him? Da- David, who do you have over him right now? David Mills. 
Maybe, 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 maybe. That's a maybe. That's a maybe. And I don't, I don't, I'm not with you on that. But I don't know what David Mills did to y'all. He finished the year last year. He was good. He was not good. David Mills was okay. Oh boy. He was a third round pick that had a couple touchdown passes and no picks for a game and a half. Everybody said, "Uh oh, we got one." Davis Mills is going to be incredible. Tell me what Davis Mills has done this year. Hang on. I can bring him up. Davis Mills. Has stunk the place up. That's what it's going to say when you pull it. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you wrote in his you, Wikipedia How'd you page? know? How'd you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, he's been, he's been pretty trash. Davis yeah, he's, he's been pretty bad. Mills. Last game, he was 19 of, th- 19 yeah, of 38, I mean, 177, three sacks for 23 yards. My God, run Damian's 15 carries for Damian Pierce. Run the ball. My God. Disgusting work. Trevor right. Lawrence is the best quarterback in the AFC South. All right, I'll give you that one. I'll, I'll see for how long because Trevor was pretty average at best last year. And this game against the Colts, Turn it around. Week one, though, I think Washington defense is just bad. So we'll see. Hopefully, he comes out week three and he's he's doing fine. Uh, the Chargers and Khalil Mack and Joey boy, yeah. So uh, other things that were surprising: Bills broke the Titans. I mean, the, the Titans are done. They they were figured out by the Bills and they broke Terry Lawan. Tannehill couldn't do anything. Josh Allen did what he wanted. Henry couldn't do anything. Yeah, Henry. That game should have been on Cinemax. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, Jalen Hurts finally had a breakout game. He looks like the real deal now. Two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown. Uh, Raiders let the Cardinals come back and beat them. That was terrible. So much fun. That um, was a fun They were game. up 20 to 0 with three minutes, or third quarter with six minutes left or something like that. Crazy. Crazy insane. Uh, Cowboys. Josh McDaniels and head coaching, what can be said. Yeah, that true. Said. I was about to say that. That man, that man keeps getting opportunities while people like Byron Leftwich sitting on the, on the bench coaching Tom Brady. Mm. Mm. This is a what? Cowboys beat the Bengals by a field goal. Joe Burrow got sacked so many times. It's a shame. I don't know what what he's That's doing wrong. Line. They went out and signed Kappa from Tampa Bay and Leo Collins from Dallas, and nothing changed. Yep, does not matter. You got to run no, the ball. I disagree. Something does change. They look worse. <laughs> they made the Super Bowl last year. If I watch that game. And you and I had not known they were yeah, in the Super Bowl, and you told me that I would have called you a liar. I don't want to put it all on the line. Zach Taylor has to start drawing up stuff that gets the ball out of his hands quicker. Yeah. Everything yeah. can't be a home run at this way. Or holding it way too long, and the route's taking way too long to develop. It can't be simple, no motion shotgun plays. You got to put people in motion. You got to figure out the defense to let Joe Burrow do a bootleg once in your life. Have that have that man run outside the tackle box. My God. Uh uh 49ers beat the Seahawks, but they lost Trey Lance. Uh brutal 
ankle injury. Uh, hope he gets better. But they luckily still kept Jimmy G. And so he's going to be the starter for the rest of the year. Someone in our... To get paid. Yeah, every game he starts more than a quarter, he gets 250, right? Yep. <laughs> 250K per quarter. Or per uh, game per quarter. That's and 100K added on for each win. Sheesh. My God. So... Yeah, they lucked out by not trading him, but do you think that team's making it to the playoffs? Their running game looks bad without Elijah Mitchell. Uh, I don't know. I, they really don't need Elijah Mitchell, honestly. They got Debo Sang doing everything. Shelby? Green Bay's going to eventually go against them. What do you think? No comment. Look at look at this. Look at this. She's scared to say it. She's scared to be on record. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um other than that, everything else was pretty chalk. The Falcons almost came back against the Rams. They were down twenty eight to three and almost came back. <laughs> um sucks to suck. You hate to see it. Jameis still played with broken ribs. Um, Swift broken, had a broken back. Yeah, broke, broken broken fractures in the back. Um, Swift t- still played. He only had ten touches in the Lions uh, win, but he cashed in on a touchdown and some he big just games. Knows how to run, man? He's he's so good. Yeah, he's so That's efficient really with the ball. Yeah. And then the Browns let the Jets come back and beat them <laughs> because that because uh, at the end of the game. Nick Chubb scored a touchdown instead of going down before the goal line, and it allowed the Jets to score, kick it onside, and score again and win the game. Always See, go I down. Never, I would never blame a player for scoring, man. If you're up two touchdowns with a minute and a half left, you are Oof. supposed to win the game. Yep. Cra- crazy week for comebacks. Yeah, they That's forgot, nuts. though, Joe Flacco. Is an elite quarterback. Oh God! Oh elite. God! Elite, elite. All right, it's time for the pick'em. Week three, we're gonna put up the schedule here. Um, give me one sec. Do it this way. Shut off that. Here we go. So. We're just going to go through the schedule right here. So we, first up, we have the Steelers and the Browns Thursday night, tomorrow night. What do you guys got? I got the Browns. Um, I don't know. Steelers, the offense has been super duper iffy, man. I don't know. The Browns won't let what happened Sunday happen. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Mitch Trubisky has not been all that great. It's been a little, little bit of Looks like conflict in that locker room. A couple of the offensive guys had a little bit of frustration in the post-game interviews. They need to put in picket. It looks bad. If they lose tomorrow, I think he gets in there. Yeah, I think Pickett's in. My question is, how bad is Pickett if they're still rolling with Trubetsky? I think they're doing it only because they paid him 20 mil, basically. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess. But I'm going with the Browns, too. Home field. 
they they got to get over that embarrassment of the Jets. It's not like the Steelers or the Steelers. Their defense is still really good though too. But so is the Browns. Like they're they they well until the fourth quarter against the Jets. But you know, yeah. Shelby, I go with the Browns as well. Okay, I'm going with the Browns only because the uh, Steelers lost JJ Watt and they got nobody else to stop. So oh no the. Uh, oh, uh, not JJ Watt, TJ, TJ Watt, TJ Watt, TJ Watt, the other, the other guy in the subway commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Bills, Dolphins. Bills. I'm going Bills until I can see anybody slow them down. They looked incredible these first two weeks. So, yep, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, they, the Dolphins had to claw back against a really good Ravens team. I'm glad they did it, but. I mean, hey, I'm going to be on here being something else if we beat the Bills, but <laughs> Buffalo. that's my Super Bowl pick, man. So, I am also I picking. It. Yeah, I'm also picking the Bills. Uh, Miami's a six point underdog. It's Ooh, at home. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. You oh. get three for being at home. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Bengals, Jets. I've got the Bengals. I think they bounced back. I got the Bengals too, because I think they're the better team, but they've yet to show it. We'll see. Uh, Burrow's not going to stay forever. Yeah. Bengals need to get a win here. 0 2 at the start of the season, they need to get up. Um, But if they make those adjustments too to get the ball out quicker, like they have just so much talent on offense. That's what carried them last year. Use it, get it, get them the ball. They have the best receiving core in the NFL. I disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> um, the Jets are five-point underdogs at home. Same situation as the game before. But, All right. No, it's not, because that's to an 0-2 team. The Bills yeah. are the Bills. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. Um, uh, Raiders at Titans. I'm going Raiders. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Titans here. A home team. I, I think the Titans have to figure it out and back, bounce back because they do not look good, but I don't trust the Raiders either. I'm picking Titans at home. This is Derrick Henry's uh, revamp game because uh, Raiders D. Revenge, his revanche yes. game? Yeah. I, I certainly hope so. Um, the Titans are two-point underdogs at home. To the Raiders? But, to wow. the Raiders. Both teams are 0-2, so that just throws some perspective the in Bills, that one. The Bills spanked the favorite right off of them. <laughs> Saints, I couldn't imagine being 0-2. That's disgusting. <laughs> Saints at uh, Panthers. Panthers three-point underdogs at home. I'm going Saints. Saints. Saints, yep. Panthers yeah. look bad. Panthers lose again. Matt Rule is out of it. Yeah, they they got to fire Matt Rule. He's not using that package correctly, and he's not drawing up plays that uses his best athletes. Chris McCaffrey has a bunch of touches, but he's making it. He's doing it himself. Like the plays yeah. aren't working. So, uh, big game. I think it, this should be a good afternoon game. Uh, uh, Ravens at the Patriots. Patriots are three point underdogs at home. I'm going Ravens. Like I said, the Ravens had that game against Miami, and they blew it. A lot of miscommunication in the second half. 
I think they go up to New England. New England's offense has not looked good this year. The defense has been okay, but Lamar Jackson is a totally different animal. I think the Ravens win. Same. Yeah, I'm same boat there. Yeah, Ravens. Ravens by landslide. I don't think Mac Jones can stay in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Lions at Vikings. Vikings are uh, six-point gonna... favorites at home. Yeah, I'm going to say Vikings. Saw a stat. The Lions have scored 35 points going back to last year and three straight games. Mm-hmm. I, I am buying the Lions this year. I think the Lions win this game. I'm with you, Will, but I'm going the Vikings just at home. I think Kirk Cousins been watching his gender reveal uh, video being thrown around because of how bad he was where he missed his own throw at oh, his shit. gender reveal. Oh, he's getting paid a whole bunch of money. I think I think Kirk Cousins pops back, though. <laughs> I still think the Vikings are the team to beat in that division, too. Sorry, Shelby. But if the Lions won, it wouldn't surprise me. This Lions team might be for real. They got the weapons, man. They look good. They can keep up, but that defense is switch cheese. So uh, we'll yeah. see if Aiden Hutchinson, their number one pick, can do more than just run around the edge. Gonna have to stop the run at some point. Get your head in there. So I'm picking. Um, I'm picking the Vikings only because it's not a primetime game for Kirk Cousins. That's it. Uh, Eagles Commanders. Eagles. I'm going to Eagles. They look extremely good. Jalen Hurts has been phenomenal the first two weeks of the season. Really appreciated him last week. Yeah, I'm sure to show you helped a lot of fantasy teams yeah. the last week. Yeah, he sunk my sunk my week playing against him. But yeah, Philly too. I think Washington's offense is surprisingly better, but like we said earlier, their defense isn't that good. And I think the Eagles kind of just run him out of there. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Eagles. Commanders, Jags almost beat them. They lost to Detroit handedly last week. It's it's over for them. They need to. uh Bring on the future next draft and bring in a quarterback that's fresh. Get rid of Wentz. Wentz is putting up good fantasy numbers, but it don't matter when you don't win. Um, big game, probably the biggest game um, for the Colts. Um, Kansas City's coming to town. I mean, it's a pretty much a landslide pick. Nobody's going to pick the Colts because they just got shut out by the Jags. Hey, now. Oh, just kidding. No. <laughs> okay. I was I was about to say, you 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 tell me why you're picking the Colts. Um apparently they're only five and a half point underdogs, so that's actually better than I thought. The last few times that Mahomes has gone against a Gus Bradley defense, he has averaged five touchdowns. So if you're playing someone against um like that's on the Kansas City team, you better pray. So that game's gonna get ugly real fast. Uh, but Pittman should be coming back. He practiced today, so that helps them out a little bit. Texans at Bears. Bears. That's a that's that's a nasty game. But I'm gonna <laughs> go with the Bears just because they're at home. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my thought too. But I, I don't. Can, is there a tie feature? Can we pick the tie? Because my <laughs> God, what a what a game! The Texans tie again. Bears are two and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, that feels right. They'll win because they're the home team. But 
I think it'll it gets probably be a field goal. It feels right. I think yeah. it gets sloppy again. I think there's going to be bad weather again. And that game's going to end ten to five. <laughs> <laughs> um, Baseball score of the week: Jaguars at the Chargers. Chargers. I'll, I'll I'll take this one for you, Will. I'm sorry, you said it earlier. The Chargers defense. Um, uh, hey, but if Trevor looks good, win or loss against this defense, and he's still cooking, and Christian Kirk's doing his thing, I think even again in a loss, you're feeling a lot better. I felt that about Tua when we didn't make it all the way back in yet. I'm like, okay, I'm believing. I don't even care. Yep. I think it's the same thing for you all. Like you want to see him perform, no matter win or loss. Yep. Well. If I had to pick and put my money on the game, I would definitely pick the Chargers. They have yeah. the better team by far. I don't know if Herbert's going to play. Um, even if he doesn't play, I think it's still a huge talent gap. Uh, me being the super fan, I think we can pull it off, but we have to play a perfect game to win. But I would pick the Chargers. But if the Jags win, I'm going to cut a WrestleMania promo. On the podcast next Wednesday. Um, Can't wait to see it. Call me crazy. I'm picking the uh, the Jags because of last year's game um, or the year before. Uh, they went to the Chargers and came within three points at one point, and then lost the game uh, late in the fourth. Uh, they played them close when the team was a lot hotter. Um, this was like prime. Justin Herbert, and he was coming out the gates throwing deep bombs. It was it was crazy. So I'm picking Jags by two. Late late field goal from the 25 wins the game. So I can see it. if we get Chase Daniels and no Keenan Allen, I think we can pull it off. Yeah, if they play Herbert and he gets hit a couple of times by Walker or Josh Allen or Devin Lloyd, it's gonna hurt. He's going to have to come out that game. So, side note, side note, Trevor Lawrence has not won an away game yet in his NFL career. Not yet. This is the time. I, think I, that. I, I know Peterson will get them boys ready. So, I'm picking Jags. Unless we, unless we want to count London, we beat the Dolphins. <laughs> that's a home. That's a home game for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Rams, Cardinals. Rams. Rams. Yeah, the Rams. They they look like they bounced back and actually used like Allen Robinson and a lot of other pieces. Cam Akers got back into it. I didn't, uh, you know, they're not coaching against Josh McDaniels this week. So let's go Rams. The, nope. the Cardinals. I mean, the, they got to actually deal with a real head coach. Yeah, I think they they looked the real deal last week, but their defense looked bad still in the fourth and third and fourth. They were yeah. too lax, so they need to tighten it up. Um. Green Bay at Tampa Bay. We already know Shelby's pick. <laughs> there, go, there goes the cheese head. There it is. She there goes the selection, uh, selection day. Like looks like, looks like the cheese. Look, looks like uh, Brie. More than that. <laughs> oh, I love Brie. <laughs> I'm going to pick. I'm picking Tampa Bay because they're at home, but they do have Mike Evans out. I don't know if Godwin's playing, so they're going to be very, very short at receiver. Um, but I think Tom Brady pulls it out at home. I got Tampa Bay. 
I got Green Bay. I don't think Tampa's looked good in, in either of their kind of wins so far. They've, they've kind of done what they needed to do so far. And like Will said, they might be down two of their top receivers. Now, Green Bay's clicking a little bit more, it looks like. It's an afternoon game. Tom Brady's getting his heart broken. Yeah. Giselle's just he's out of his, there like a gazelle. He's getting his soul sucked out by a dementor is what it looks like. No, he's getting his soul sucked <laughs> out for sure in Tampa. Um, yeah, I am picking Tampa, and I don't know if y'all forgot Tom Brady's still on that team. He's gonna make it work. That defense, some of some of him is, yeah. That defense still did well, stopping the run, and without the run, we saw that you know Aaron Rodgers barely got anybody to to throw to. Lazard's hurt again. And I, I just think I think Tampa's got a little bit more energy heading their way. Even if they don't have the receivers, they can lean on play all, uh, Lombardi Lenny, and they can lean on some of the younger receivers that they've already been playing with Tom Brady enough. So I think Russell Gage, I think they, Russell Gage breakout game here it is. Oh boy, we'll see about they that. They also signed uh, Tinfoil Man this uh, week. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Cole, I ain't taking that needle, Beasley. It'll be shocking if he gets COVID right before the game and has to sit. That would be (laughs) comedy. (laughs) All right, Falcons at Seahawks, another afternoon game, evening game or whatever, 325. As much as I hate the Falcons, I'm going to pick them in this game. Uh, The Seahawks, they look like how they thought or how I thought they were going to look. I think the first game back, they had Russ coming in. They were all hyped up. They won the game. Then the next week, they looked like they were supposed to look. Yep. Everything was all out of whack. Defensively, they were bad. I don't think they're a very good team. I'm going with the Falcons. Shelby? Uh, I think the Seahawks. I'm going with the Falcons, too. They played the Rams real tight. Uh, didn't win, but it was close. We got a, a one-score game against the defending champs, no matter how bad they look. Seattle's worse than the Rams. So, uh, Marcus um, Mariota, baby, he's all the way back going up Pacific Northwest. Let's do it. So, Arthur Smith, the coach of the Falcons, had to talk to the utilization of um, Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts was basically doing nothing. He's lining up in all these different formations and all these different positions and is not getting the ball. He said, you know, team has to do better, blah, 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 blah. This isn't fantasy football. We're looking for the win. I think. Which is, which is insane because Kyle Pitts is probably your best player. Yeah. I think this is the fans getting agitated with him and he needs to throw it at Kyle Pitts. Your number, what, what was he? Nine, six? How high did he go in the draft? Fourth. Fourth. Like you got to get him involved. Drake London looks good, but you got to get him involved. And That's what I, was I think on the other side of that, Drake London has looked really good. I think their bigger problem too. They need to get Pitts involved, hundred percent, because you saw it with the Dolphins. You've seen it with a lot of other teams this year too. I mean, the the Bills. We have the Rams when they're figuring it out and clicking now with Cup and Robinson. You need two plus receivers out there doing their thing. You have two giant targets. Use them. What are you doing? But their run game looks bad. Their Cordell Patterson package is not working under this offense anymore. Tyler Algier did nothing. 
Like, I think that maybe that's the part that needs to open up and, and allows pits to be open is the fear of the run game, but it's just not there. Yeah, it's bad. And they play bad defense. So I'm picking the Seahawks, and I think it's going to be a big game by Pitts, but I just think it's not going to result in anything good for the team. I think Arthur Smith was a bad pick for coach of that team. Um, two more games. Uh, 49ers at Broncos. That's the Sunday night game. 49ers. 49ers. Broncos country? Let's ride. I was going to choose the Broncos. I, I choose the Broncos because of their running game. I think they can accomplish something against the 49ers. But that de- that offense looks bad, 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 bad. It looks really bad. It looks like the, it the 2018 Jaguars bad. Nathaniel Hackett is not good at designing. He's, he's yeah. This, this I, is my thing. Nathaniel Hackett is Adam Gase. Yeah, basically. Why? Adam Gase rolled Peyton Manning to a head coaching job. The two head Nathaniel coaching jobs. Two head coaching jobs. Nathaniel Hackett rolled Aaron Rodgers to a head coaching job. Like, this is Shelby could be the offense coordinator of the Green Bay Packers right now. Steve <laughs> would get a head coaching job next season. <laughs> first, Sign me up. First woman yeah, head coach. We, <laughs> we, we got to stop this, man. Like, it's Aaron Rodgers. Anybody coordinating Aaron Rodgers looks amazing. You have yep. a top two quarterback in the NFL. We got to stop doing this. Stop giving these coordinators with these amazing quarterback's job. Please. It's the buddy system. You know these coaching trees and how they work. The you know how. It, it's the buddy system. And also, don't give $245 million to a youth pastor. Hey. Hey, yo. <laughs> My God. <laughs> On the other side, they got Jimmy G back, 49ers. I think he's going to have some rust. He didn't look wonderful last week, but he was coming off the bench and not prepared, so you know, we'll Jimmy see. G always looks wonderful. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> true. All right. Very true. Dug in. I'm, we're last, all dug in on that. Last game. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys. Cowboys at Giants. Monday night football. Saquon versus Pollard. Brian, what's up with that? Ezekiel Elliott, is he done? <laughs> That bro, uh, according that. to Adrian's fantasy team, yes, yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is uh, according to mine, too, I've gotten 5.5 points in back to back weeks from Ezekiel Elliott. Bro, I can pick up a streamer running back that'll pick up 5.5. He's not being used. Yeah, I, I need to have a talk with uh, what's, what's the Cowboys OC? I can't think of his name right now. And Keller, I who he is. Keller. Ellen, Ellen Moore. Somebody needs to sit him down and say, hey, you have Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. Give him the football as much as possible. With that being said, I am picking the Cowboys because their defense has been unbelievable this year through the first two weeks. And I think they will beat the Giants. They will slow Saquon down, who has also looked amazing this year. But uh, no. Michael Parsons is probably going to get Defensive Player of the Year this year if he keeps playing the way he has. He has been unblockable. His first yeah. Week. yeah, it's been unreal. 
I'm going the Giants. I don't believe in Cooper Rush enough. To... <laughs> I'm going with the Giants too. Why not? Yikes. Best three and O team in football: New York Football Giants, baby. Here we go. Let's see what happens. I watched Cooper wa- Cooper Rush last week, and I was sick to my stomach, and I was so mad that Adam from our league paid a hundred dollars in fab for Jimmy G because I was what absolutely was going to get Jimmy G or try to. I saw I saw like late that he was making moves. And I was like, this dude's gonna put all his money on Jimmy G. I know it. I just know it. So I'm just frustrated. Giants are gonna win. That's my pick. Uh Saquon's gonna go off again. I don't think I think Dallas got lucky last week with sacking Burrow eight times, but everyone does. I don't think you can do that against the Giants. I think I think that team's a lot better than people give them credit for. And they're fun. They're playing fundamental football and they don't care who the receivers are. Get out there, catch the ball. I don't care if you're a first round or a seventh round or undrafted. Get your ass out there and catch the ball. Unless unless you're one guy and then don't go out on the field at all. We don't get to give you two plays and go clean out your locker. (laughs) (laughs) Tooney is big mad, but yeah. What is, what is um, their big signing for the year? Uh, Who was Devontae Parker? No, that's uh, uh he went to that's the, the Patriots. Uh, Patriots. Yeah. yeah, he's got one catch. That's why I was I was like, man, man, oh man. All right. Well that's I it. Told you that. <laughs> Anything else before we uh end the podcast? Any other news? Uh, we'll All right. be attending the Jordan Southern game this week. It's homecoming. Uh we play ball state. We have a chance to go three and one. And if we do I will be cut if we go three and one. The Jordan <laughs> Southern and the Jags win. You know, one and two and then on Wednesday. I am going William A. Smith in this podcast. Start, start promoting that right now. Well, we'll William A. A. Smith. We'll put in a, I'm going to put in a reminder real quick to do a wellness check on you on <laughs> Sunday night if, if the Jags and Georgia Southern win. So this, we could have a problem. Somebody check on this man. Yeah. All right. Well. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at Doug and Pod, The Doug and Podcast. You can catch our VODs on Twitch or on YouTube after the show airs. Uh, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you for joining in. Remember to leave a comment to answer our giveaway for two movie tickets. That ends in October. Y'all be safe. Peace.